The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to another edition of Spin the Rally Pod. We're doing things slightly differently this week. It's just me, David Evans, and the newly crowned FIA European Rally Champion, Hayden Padden. When the New Zealander talked of taking on a European programme at the start of the season, there were plenty who questioned how it could work. Why, for example, would Hyundai New Zealand want to back a campaign based on the other side of the world? And how could Hayden and co-driver John Keenard manage the commute? combining the ERC with their continued commitments to Kiwi rallying and an effort to land a seventh domestic title as well as the ongoing development of Padden Rally Sport's very own Hyundai Kona EV rally car. I caught up with Hayden at the airport after a weekend of mixed emotions at Barham Czech Rally's Lynn and shortly before he boarded the long flight home. I hope you enjoy the conversation with one of the hardest working drivers in our sport. Don't forget to subscribe to Spin the Rally Pod with your favourite podcast supplier and stay tuned to Dirtfish.com and all of our social channels for all the news from the world of rallying and, of course, from the penultimate round of the green APU ARA series, this week's Ojibwe Forest Rally, as well as the best all-American rally action. We've got the competitive debut of Subaru Motorsport USA's WRX to look forward to. And if you need any detail on just how Vermont sports car Brandon Semenuk and Keaton Williams have progressed through the test and development of that car, it's all available on Dirtfish.com and our YouTube channel. Now sit back and enjoy the chat between Hayden and I and look forward to another great week of rallying here on Dirtfish.com. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to Spin the Rally Pod, Hayden Padden, our new European Rally Champion. Hayden, how does that sound? Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad, I guess. Uh, it's certainly what we, I guess we've been striving for all year, so it's uh, quite nice to finally get it done. Yeah, I mean, the most kind of bizarre circumstances, though. I mean, we'll talk about conflicting emotions on on that rally barham at the weekend. Obviously, you know, you talk us through it. How, how did the rally roll out? Because you were in that strange position that it, it on the surface, it didn't seem too complicated for you to win this one. It's to win the championship, sorry, on this one. Yeah, to be honest, it was actually mentally actually a very tough rally. Um, we obviously went in with the mindset, just trying to control our own destiny. And to do that, we knew we just had to finish in the top five, no matter what Martin did. So from the test to the recce, we, we took a very safe approach with everything. Um, you know, we carried two spears throughout the whole rally. Uh, everything was on the very, very safe side. But then after maybe stage two or three, uh, it was pretty clear and you know, I mean it in the most respectful way possible, but it was pretty clear that Martin wasn't going to be in a position to win the rally like he needed to be. So um, from that point, we're pretty much in a position where the championship was ours. So then for the rest of the rally, you sort of knew we had the safe approach, but we're sort of stuck in no man's land of, mm. you know, driving for fourth, fifth, sixth, which doesn't really float my boat a whole lot. Um, so, yeah, I guess emotionally, uh, just a, a strange, in strange rally, um, but we took the opportunity to try and learn the rally and learn the stages as much as possible because hopefully we'll get back there again in the future and 
it's a rally that you definitely need experience on. And what what exactly happened when when you went off? Uh, I, I actually think the speed was okay, as the old famous saying goes. But uh, <laughs> I just turned into turned turned into early, and uh, and that pushed us out wide on the exit. So um, uh, it is something I've got to look at. If we were maybe pushing, it may have been a different situation because you would have been carrying more speed, which would have given you a later apex. Um, but yeah, look, just one of those mistakes. Unfortunately, it was on a, a gravel corner. The grip was changing, and I just misjudged it. Mm. And what I mean, the emotion immediately. You know, you crash. You've you've done some damage to the car. You've got that. Oh no, we're out of the event. But then, talk us through how did that play out in your mind that you're out of the event now, championship. Well, normally be pretty annoyed, but because we sort of at that point felt we had the championship pretty much wrapped up and we went, it wasn't like we're competing for the win or even for a podium, essentially. It was like, I don't know, it was a bit empty, to be honest. It was just park it up and then once we were parked there, it's like, okay, I better go find our wheel and our damper because we probably want that back. And <laughs> then once I actually found it and it was all sort of in one piece, okay, everything had been ripped off it, but... Um, then I thought, oh, actually, this could be a nice little challenge rather than sitting on the side of the road for three hours. Why don't we try and put it back together? So seriously, you rebuilt the car while you were sat there? Yeah, well, to be honest, it took half an hour to find the wheel. Um, if we had found the wheel a lot quicker and got it back to the car, we, we potentially could have even got to the end of the stage within the lateness and got to service and fixed it and carried on. But unfortunately, it just took too long to get the wheel initially. But yeah, bolted it all back together. Um, a few cable ties, Allen keys, ratchet straps, and she was uh, as good as new. Excellent. And there's not probably there's not many people in in at this end of the world of rallying that know their cars as, as well as you do. I mean, you, you build these things back at home, don't you? Uh, well, not so much nowadays. Obviously, we've got we've got our own team that do an awesome job. But at the end of the day, you know, the rear end of these cars are all pretty basic. They're all engineered very very well. That things fit quite nicely and easily. So. Um, Hey, once you've got sort of three main mounting points in place, then it's enough to more or less hold the wheel there. So what do you do? You you then you're you're out of the event, you get the car back. What did you just sit and wait for the for, for Martin to come across the finish, or did you sort of start to celebrate a little bit straight away? Oh look, you don't want to be too complacent. So uh yeah, obviously we've got, you know, it was a chance for the guys just to patch up the car, get things uh, you know, cleaned up and you know, uh, just watch the stage time, stage by stage. And then obviously once uh, Martin was through that power stage, um, then, yeah, it was pretty clear that we'd, we'd done enough. Yeah, yeah. And the, the Jägermeister flowed, did it? Was that part of the plan? <laughs> uh, yeah, it did. It wasn't so nice, to be honest. The, the idea was good. The execution, maybe not so good. <laughs> Excellent. But the same cannot be said about your European Championship season. Just... From the beginning, you know, I mean, you are the first ever non-European European rally champion, which is a brilliant, brilliant um, achievement. But why, where was the inspiration for Hyundai New Zealand to come and compete in the European Championship? Uh, well, like Hyundai New Zealand have obviously been a, a key factor for what we've done within the brand for the last nine, ten years. And, you know, we like taking on new challenges around the world. Obviously, New Zealand's a focus for us, but, you know, they like to see us striving forward. You know, the motto is Kiwis taking on the world. Um, and that's what we've been trying to do, whether it was within, within WRC or ERC. So, you know, we found last year, like, I guess, dipping our toes in the water a little bit with both WRC2 and ERC um, from that. And where I am in my life and career, we, we felt ERC was what was going to present us more opportunities. And 
to be fair, I think from a media perspective for Hyundai, for our fans back at home, following an ERC rally, I think is better value um, compared to WRC2. Uh, and that's why a lot of people identified and, and that's why they're getting behind it. Is that's is it is that simply because you're at the sharp end of the of the all of the media coverage? hundred percent. The the rally two cars are the main show. You've got a huge depth of competition. Um and that's what, you know, people are loving to tune in and watch. Um, you know, not taking anything away from WSC two at all because it is obviously the cream of the rally two cars and when you're a young driver, uh that's where you need to be. You need to be on the WSC events, gaining experience and, and learning. But for me, you know, I've been there, done that. Um, now for me, it's about enjoying the rallying. And as as I've said earlier in the season, you know, for me, winning rallies uh, floats my boat a lot more than just trying to win a class. So what does that mean? Does that mean now you're you're committed, you'll defend your European Championship? Or if Hyundai New Zealand said, right, that's good now, can we take it to the next level and go to WRC2? What, would you still be tempted to go back there? Or? It, it depends on so many factors and, oh, you know, who can help to, put a program together essentially like essentially we still have very limited budgets even this year we've had great support from back home but also through brc and and other people that to make it all happen so essentially it depends on what support we can get together um hey like at the end of the day can't rule anything out i you know my i'm probably swaying more towards doing erc again and, and the thing i'd like to go back and do is um now that we've won the championship is to go back and dominate the rallies uh try and win as many of the rallies as we can, um, not worrying about championship, not worrying about like we did this year and just go all, all out. And so that's probably what would interest me. But hey, if opportunities come up elsewhere, then for sure, we'll certainly look into all options. Yeah, it's I mean, it, you know, when you when you talked about doing European Championship at the start of the year, I couldn't really get my head around it. But you've absolutely done the right thing. And it's the season has gone perfectly, hasn't it? You know, right from that that win in in FAF to get the year under underway, it it couldn't have been better. Uh definitely, and it probably changed the mindset because we, as you know, we were quite content coming away from Portugal and with a top five with a level competition, and obviously, you know, we're still trying to get back in the groove of rallying in Europe again in terms of the the speed and the level that you got to be at, but. You know, from there on, and then backing it up with a podium on on tarmac and Canary Islands, um, really put the foundation in place. And then from there, it's just about being smart and um, you know, just building on it step by step. But it is difficult. You you touched on it yourself there. You know, when you when you won, you were immediately the championship leader, uh, and then immediately that compromises your your approach on rallies, doesn't it? Because you've got a lot to lose. Yeah, particularly once we started getting into round three, four, five, uh, when we're at, in positions to fight for the win. Um, like it was close enough that if we we maybe took some more risks, we could have put more pressure on. And but at the same time, we knew we're in such a strong position in the championship that we couldn't afford to have a zero point score. Um, you know, we also didn't have the budget to do eight rounds. We only had the budget to do seven rounds, so we didn't really we couldn't really afford a drop round anywhere uh, in terms of from a retirement. So yeah, that put the pressure on to make sure that we made each and every round count. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about you you being the first non-European to do this. And I guess, you know, the hard yards of, of actually doing that came around that that Canaries, Fangarai and um, Poland, was it? When you were sort of here, here, then back home, then back here, then back home. How how difficult with hindsight was that to do? Uh, it actually wasn't too bad. Um, both John and I were surprised how fresh we felt for each rally. Um, the travel, apart from, I think we got delayed 24 hours on one of the, on one of the travel leagues. Oh. But other than that, it all went really smoothly. Um, to be 
honest, it's probably more towards the end of the year here now where it's just been, you know, even after Rome went back to New Zealand for a week, um, it's just been constantly building up. And I think it's just an accumulation of doing it. Uh, I think there's been six or seven return trips uh, around the world. Uh, so, you know, that's probably what takes a toll. Yeah. Hundred percent. And what about the reception at home? How obviously it's not easy to follow rallies in Europe. It's the middle of the night at home. But how? What's the response been like? Oh, huge! Uh, you know, fans back home they've been following the ERC like they used to the WRC. You know, the way that again the media coverage, um, the support that's around it, they can follow it the same way as what they used to. And 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 eleven, as I say, the the amount of competition, the the variety of rallies that that we're going to and. You know, it's amazing the amount of support that we, we've always had and, and continue to get. Now, talking about back home, you know, you, you might have won this European thing, but actually the New Zealand Championship is far, far closer than uh, than it's been for a long time. I think, is it what's five points or something? It's not a lot um, between you and, uh, I can't remember who's it. Is it Rana? Is it whoever's yep. second? Yep. There's a reason for that. Obviously, you missed a round uh, to go and sun yourself in, was it Barbados? Um, but now you've got two rounds left in New Zealand Championship, is it? Yeah, so two rounds. As if, it actually feels like we should have put the New Zealand Championship on ice because their last rally was the start of May. So it felt like a while ago. But yeah, we've got two rounds left, um, Daybreaker and, and Bay of Plenty. And, and we've got a whole lot of other events planned in New Zealand as well. So um, now that we head back to New Zealand, uh, it's not going to really get any quieter for us. It's just, you know, we're going to be at home a bit more, um, but we've got heaps and heaps of events happening sort of between now and November. Yeah. And that the, the Daybreaker event, that's the one that I'd, I'd quite like to talk about. You know, it's a, I've, I've spoken to Paul Fallon a little bit about this event. You know, it's it seems I had no idea of the history of it, but it's a great story, isn't it? And it's a great a great one to bring back. Oh, definitely. It's um, probably a little bit before my time. Uh, I've actually never done Daybreaker Rally, so I'm actually really looking forward to doing it for the first time. Um, but yeah, obviously the history behind the event and how it used to go throughout the whole night and morning and, you know, the good old days of rallying. Um, so, you know, obviously it's not quite the same format nowadays, but still, when you see the itinerary, we've got 42 kilometre uh, stages, we've got 180 odd kilometres of rallying in one day. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a proper, proper rally. Yeah. And you'll be starting in the dark. You start literally at daybreak, don't you? Yeah, nice and early. I think there'd be enough light, though, uh, that time of year for us. But um, it's still a big old day, I think, leaving 5.30 in the morning and, and back by 5 in the afternoon. Yeah. And and obviously, in, at home, you're you're using your the, the Rally 2 car. How how important is it to to win the championship in a Rally 2 to kind of to, to weigh up that AP4 versus Rally 2 thing? Yeah, look, as we've discussed in the past, both cars have got pros and cons, uh, you know, the AP4 thing, sort of, we sort of put that to bed now in terms of us using it. We've, we've moved on to the car that's current to what Hyundai New Zealand offer on the market. So, yeah, we'd love to try and have the opportunity to win the New Zealand Championship with that new current car uh, that they've invested in. And, um, uh, you know, I think these next rallies are maybe a little bit more suited to the Rally 2 versus AP4 because they are a little bit more technical. Um, so, yeah, we're just obviously never count your chickens before they hatch, um, but really looking forward to these next rallies. Yeah, and can you tell us a bit more about is there is there any more happening with uh, with the, with the Kona EV car? These other events that you've got down there? Uh, yeah, we'll be getting it out uh, for a couple of hill climbs and stuff this year. Um, but you know, truth be told, we've actually had a, a couple of I guess major delays and hiccups uh, that have put us on the back foot. So 
we're just working through solutions to those now. Um, so yeah, it's probably pushed us back six months to where we want to be. Um, but we, you know, our engineers uh, back home are working hard around the clock to to work through it. And then um, yeah, we'll have the car out in its current format again this year for probably three or four events. And then hopefully we'll have a, a new, um, I guess, platform for the car uh, that we'll hope to launch uh, next year. Oh wow! Okay, so that the development of that is is totally an ongoing process. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, you know, we are way behind schedule. Obviously, COVID was a massive thing. Um, some key components that we're waiting on for up to 18 months, uh, in fact. And then now we've got another big uh, hurdle. So, hey, when you're dealing with new tech and new new ideas, this is just part of the process. And we're not going to sit back and uh, stop over it. We just have to find a solution. Yeah, absolutely. And what what about you and New Zealand rallying? I'm sure there's a, there's a bunch of people out there that would like to hear that you're committing yourself completely to... Uh, to rallying abroad to give them a chance of winning at home but what are the plans how long will you continue to to, to fight for the new zealand championship uh, well it's actually very important for us uh or well, obviously i guess my selfish side is it is the best rally roads of the world so any chance you can you, you'll take it but the reality is all our partnerships all our sponsorship comes out of new zealand and the interest for most of our partners is that we're competing in new zealand we're working with their customers on on the ground at the event you know, when we're on the other side of the world, it's difficult to give that same sort of value uh, and return on investment for our partners. So it's a hard one for us. Uh, if we don't rally New Zealand, then we'll lose funding. It's as simple as that. And if we lose funding, then we can't do what we're doing overseas. So um, we've never had any real sort of European sponsors or partners behind any of our programs. So, you know, that, that makes a big difference as well. But for sure, we want to have a good program overseas next year like i must say like i've loved european championship this year i've loved just everything about it um and if anything i've got the bug i guess to be back in europe more often um i feel like we've sort of upped the pace again we're, we're sort of getting back to where we were like when we started over here last year in finland uh, after being away for three years it was like a bit of a, a rude awakening um we'd probably lost a bit of that edge uh, but now just being over here more often and, and more seat time uh, it's all coming back now and uh you know i want to keep this momentum going it, it it was a championship that kind of promised a huge amount at the start of the year. And we've seen some of the, the rivals, the likes of Mads Osberg, they've sort of fallen a little bit by the wayside. Is where how have you looked upon the, the competition in ERC? Yeah, look, super fast. Um, like there's a lot of very fast drivers, a lot of very good young promising drivers who I think got exciting futures. Uh, the biggest thing for us is, and I guess this is the one benefit of maybe being a little bit older and wiser nowadays, but you learn to be more consistent and you know i know what it was like 10 years ago you're just focused on each and every stage and just you weren't necessarily looking at the big picture and, and you can see with some of these uh i guess more inexperienced drivers is that they're a little bit inconsistent so they can be super fast for two or three stages and then they might have an issue or they or they have a bad stage or whatnot and you know nowadays we know in rallying you can't afford to have bad stages you just because you can't get that time back so it's about consistently being at 99 percent rather than necessarily having four stages at 100 percent and one at 80 percent um so it's a, it's a it's a game of percentages at the end of the day and that's something i've learned over time um how to manage and yeah that's something that we can keep building on for sure we can always be faster and we can get more speed because there is um some people out there that potentially got more raw speed uh but we know in this game it's about not just raw speed it's about the whole package yeah no absolutely earlier in the in the conversation you talked about wanting to come back to erc and and push to dominate rallies which are the ones i guess which are the favorites this year that you thought i'd love to win this rally well all of them so, yeah they're, um, they're all that but, good uh, uh yeah like 
they're all well, they're all completely unique as well. All very uh, all actually, I'd probably say Latvia and Poland were quite similar rallies in terms of just the character of stages. Um, but outside that, they're all very unique. Um, like I love Sweden. That was just an incredible rally with amazing stages and organisation and everything. Um, like Barham Rally, maybe not my favourite stages, but the atmosphere there and the people and the passion is huge. Um, same for Canary Islands, Portugal. When you're in that famous FAF region. You know, I could talk about each and every rally. Um, you know, I just love yeah. the chance to be more competitive and all. It, it and it, it's absolutely a thing, isn't it? That you know, you've got to enjoy what you're doing. And with WRC, you know, there's always somebody that's got a bigger budget. There's always somebody that's been there longer. There's always, whereas you know, in ERC, it feels it's much more of a sort, almost a community in there. Oh, it is. I think it. You know, they we all respect each other. We we all enjoy rallying. Um, of course, when the helmet goes on, everyone's competitive. That's, you know, we're all competitive people, but it's just like it's still semi professional, but it's, I guess, more relaxed. Uh, and it's a part I love. And um, at the end of the day, we're lucky to do what we do. And, you know, I guess the old me, for example, uh, yesterday when we took that wheel off, probably would have let that dampen the whole championship, the celebration and everything. Um, but, you know, the, I guess the more relaxed side of me and older me uh, was able to get over it pretty quickly. and and uh and enjoy and focus on the moment of something that we achieved over a season yeah no it's fantastic so what are the the plans now do you will you come back and and i think hungary's the last round would you do you're not going to do that because that there's no need is there uh well unfortunately we never had any budget to do hungary as it was um so if we did have to go there from the championship side it was going to present a couple of problems so unfortunately we can't make hungary at this stage um but you know, we're trying to see if we can get back to do another one or two European rallies this year, just if there's some funding available. So we're just working through to see if there's any options. Um, but other than that, as I say, we've got a pretty full-on season to, in New Zealand now, uh, between um, now and Christmas. Yeah. Is is there any chance of any WRC2 for the rest of this year? A CER is a, a good event. You know, you perhaps trained quite well for that one now. Uh, yeah, well, you never know. <laughs> so uh, we've just got to keep looking through the, the options. And um, yeah, at the end of the day, for got to get on a plane and come over here to do something we're pretty well trained at doing that now so it's not a problem yeah and rally legends is always an attractive one isn't it oh, i'd love to come back into rally legends it's that was one of my favorite like you can call it a rally like you don't go there for the competition you just go there to put on a show make lots of tires smoke lots of handbrakes and uh you know i love being able to do that yeah no absolutely all right well hayden i know you're you're a man about to jump on a plane where are you uh you're not obviously obviously not direct to auckland where are you connecting through I will go through Dubai, so I'm back in New Zealand on Wednesday, and uh, back to the grind. Straight back at it, good man. Yep, yep. Good yep. man. Well, thank you very much. Sorry for the uh, the audio difficulties. I, I have to apologise for my ineptitude. Uh, no but worries I at all. No worries at all. Look, look forward oh, it's to such a good time because I think my, my my plane says it's boarding now, so I better shoot. Good man. All right. Well, travel all safe, right. and we'll catch up soon. Speak soon. Thank Take you. Care. Thanks. Cheers. Yep. Bye. Bye.